Hello and welcome to Release Day, the podcast series that dives into the stories and strategies of how Canada's music community are releasing their art to the world. I'm your host, Alex Heward. Well, I'm excited to say this is episode 30 of the podcast. And while it feels like a bit of a milestone, not sure why or for what reason, I wanted to have some special guests with me today. And joining me are Jesse Reed and Ben Gibson, the creators and curators of the online Canadian publication Dropout Entertainment. Now, the reason these guys are special, aside from doing incredible things for the Canadian music community, well, they're the reason the Release Day series started in the first place. So I owe many thanks to Jesse and Ben for listening to my pitch of the video series and agreeing to publish it on their website. Now, it's been in a bit of a hiatus, the video series. We talk a little bit about that, but if it wasn't for the video series, we wouldn't be here doing the podcast. So Jesse and Ben, thank you. So great to speak with you today. What I love the most about Dropout is their focus on truly independent musicians, artists you've likely never heard before, but are deserving of the spotlight and recognition. Jesse and Ben open up about the creation of the publication, their mission to highlight undiscovered talent, and the great additions to their platform to continually elevate and broadcast Canadian music through their SoCan-certified online radio station and podcast. And while Dropout Entertainment has been reaching hundreds of thousands of readers and listeners online, they've also gone beyond the digital platform, creating Canada's first independent music video awards show, now three years running, and have held their very first music festival in 2021 hosted by Canadian music icon, Ed the Sock. I'm excited to share this conversation with everyone and get into the details about all the great things this publication are doing. But first, we acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Land acknowledgements mark a small and important step in the process of reconciliation and building a positive relationship with our country's Indigenous peoples. Release Day is a proud supporter of the Decolonial Clothing Company. Decolonial Clothing Company is a Nehiau Anishinaabe family from Treaty 6 and Treaty 4 territories. Their business is based in Squamish, Sewatooth, and Musqueam territory. They wanted to create a clothing brand that empowers the current and next generations to proudly represent their indigeneity for individuals wanting to decolonize spaces and to encourage those to support and create Indigenous-owned and operated businesses. Since its inception nearly 10 years ago, the Dropout Entertainment team has been working tirelessly to connect their audience with new music from some of Canada's brightest and often overlooked artists, providing a platform to highlight Canadian musicians to not only support them and the music they create, but to support the Canadian music scene as a whole and to help maintain and grow the export of Canadian art. Our conversation begins with Jesse, founder and managing editor of Dropout Entertainment, detailing how the publication came into existence, and Ben follows up with their process for discovering new musicians for the website. Dropout uh, started a while back. I was actually, uh, I was attending Metalworks when I first had uh, the idea for this. I'm, uh, I'm from Saskatchewan originally. I started doing uh, 
music when I was probably about 16, started touring when I was 18. And so when I moved over from Saskatchewan after, you know, meeting a whole bunch of artists over on the West End, I came here and realized there was like, there's so much cool indie stuff going on over there. So much cool indie stuff going on in Toronto, but there was nothing really like putting those two things together. The, the goal from the start has always just been to promote, yeah, indie, indie artists from all across the country and uh, try and give smaller artists some exposure because a lot of people... A lot of people don't give them that chance and we're listening to the same, you know, 10 artists all over again on the radio. Um, and there's so much more out there and there's so many incredibly talented artists who deserve all of that spotlight across the country. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of been the goal since then. And I hope, yeah, I, I hope we've helped a few people along the way. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I think that's what I love about, about tuning into your, your publication is yeah, like CBC, you know, obviously is a, is a huge deal here in Canada and, and they highlight a lot of, a lot of, you know, upcoming musicians and things like that, but they still have a bit of a focus on mainstream or a focus on those that are, you know, they, they, they're a little bit more popular. What I love about going to the dropout site is odds are I'm going to find somebody on the front page I've never heard of before and really enjoy. Ben, what's been the process of, of discovering some of these musicians that have graced the, the front page and, and the rest of the website? We, we discover, I guess, new music in a, in a bunch of different ways. Um, we're always open to artists sending us tracks, um, and they do fairly often. And if they, if they want to, they can always send that to info at dropitentertainment.ca. Um, we find stuff on social media. Um, uh, we dig for stuff sometimes. Uh, there's there's a couple of Reddit like subreddits that that we're part of that we you know people Canadian music Toronto Toronto indie music Vancouver music we kind of just dig around on those for anything that stands out. We were in touch with a lot of PR companies that work with indie artists like really small PR companies so they kind of keep us informed of new stuff that's coming out or what's going on. Uh, so there's like a ton of different ways that we find music, but it it is really sort of those ones that strike us as like ooh they should be way bigger than they are. Let's talk about that. Very cool. And and was it sort of you both of yours like kind of combined love for sort of the indie community that brought you guys together to start kind of writing up about this? I mean, you hear about magazines and and publications starting just because, you know, like Punk Magazine, for example, you know, back when when Punk first started coming out, it was, you know, a guy going to punk shows and like, I want to write about this. I want to I want to tell the world about punk. Is that if that's sort of the 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 shared interest between you guys and in starting Dropout? Well, Dropout was started uh, before I met Jesse, actually. He started the website entirely on his own. Um, I'm also about, I don't know, 10 years-ish older than Jesse and and remember things like not having the internet and and listening to <laughs> listening to CDs and tapes, to be honest. I think the first tape yep. I bought was Crisscross. Um, <laughs> I'll link to the show notes uh, what a tape is and a yeah, CD. Definitely, so, definitely. Uh, no worries. Um, I also saw some eight tracks when I was little. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, I, I sort of, I, I haven't seen the eight track. I'm sorry to keep going. I haven't seen the eight. I've actually never seen an eight. Track. Oh man. They're I, terrible. I um, <laughs> um, yeah. anyway, back in the day, I used to listen a lot to, um, the edge and not to throw the edge under the bus, but the edge used to cover a lot more indie stuff than they do now. Indie 88 came out, uh, at some point in my life. And I was like, man, an indie station. And then it sort of kind of went a little bit more poppy. And, and when I saw what Jesse was doing, uh, with this blog, I was like, that's brilliant. Like that is something that literally doesn't exist in this era of time. Like we don't have much music anymore. We don't have the wedge. We don't have George Snuffleupagus or I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, Strombo. 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 Yeah. yeah we ahead. don't have, we don't have Strombo, um, when he's not talking to like, you know, when he's talking to indie people and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that I sort of enjoyed 
as a 20 year old and, and discovering music and going to rotate this and, and finding bands that I, I'd never heard of before and just falling in love with them that didn't seem to exist in the world of like algorithms and Spotify. And um, even in my life, I got sort of sidetracked in my mid twenties to early thirties by pop music, just because it was mm -hmm. what was around and it was what was accessible. And um, I, when I met Jesse and he was telling me what he was doing, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I just want to help you as much as I can. And I'm, I'm, I'm like an ad nerd. Like I'm in marketing. That's kind of my thing. I do absolutely love music. I'm certainly not a musician, but I know sizzle. And that's what I, that's what I was trying to bring to the table, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's cool, man. And I got to say as well, you know, not to big you up too much, Jesse, I think, but we're, we're going to give, we're going to do some big ups to Jesse, but you're the reason why I reached out to you with the initial, like, you know, release day, well, you and Ben, I mean, you and Ben, you know, grew it, but I saw the same thing that Ben saw where it was like, man, this is, this is a website and this is a publication that's showcasing artists that I, I actually have never heard about. And this is really cool. How can I be a part of it selfishly, right? And that's Hold on, selfishly, you know, I guess 100%. It would... I, I can relate to that. I was like, man, that guy's doing an awesome thing. I yeah, want it. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you you are the trailblazer. You got things started. You know, you're the, the Moses Nimer of the, uh, you know, the, the, the 2010 eras, I guess. But um, yeah, that's that's what I saw too, man. And that's why I was like, you know, we, we had connected at a, at a show. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, I got laid off and I thought, man, I'd love to contribute still somehow to the music industry. And there was just something natural about going to you and being able to talk about it. And, you know, graciously, you and Ben were totally into the idea and posting, you know, the release day video series now on your website. Thanks for keeping that tab up. It's been, uh, it's been idle for a long time. I got a job again, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I just really, again, speaks to that, you know, again, what you were doing, what you started is something that's really cool and absolutely like necessary for the, the music community. Oh, that's, that's so beautiful to hear all that, man. Honestly, like every time somebody tells me that, you know, they've went on there, found a new artist that they love. I'm like, that is like, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Right. Like somebody, somebody has got a new artist. They listen to that. That could not, my day, my day is made every time I hear that, man. So. For sure. So how do you guys find the time for this? Cause you guys also, you guys also work <laughs> full time. Uh, you guys have, so Ben, you have your company, right? You're Toronto creatives. You guys have sort of mark, like you said, marketing company and just, you work with Ben and you guys, you know, have your, your day jobs, the day, the, the pay the bill jobs. And then you have dropout as well on the side that, you know, you guys get submissions for and articles that you, you guys write reviews for and things like that. And a podcast we'll get to as well. What do you guys do for, for, to find the time to, to like actually, you know, put into, to writing, where does that time it, where is that found? And, and how do you, you know, put the energy into, into writing these articles? Um, coffee and it's found late at night. <laughs> um it's the love for it right it's the love for it for sure like we 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 so we work for Tor toronto creators is my company um it, i it started as a freelance company in 2005 and um i i hooked up with jesse and our, our former partner in 2015 2016 something like that um and we started growing the company and and it keeps our heads above water and it's it's pretty it's pretty fun to work we're pretty i mean i'm pretty add so it's great to work on sort of random that's why i like the advertising industry because you're always working on something different and yeah dropout is hey i do it for a couple of selfish reasons a i mean it's fun to work with jesse that's awesome and also to 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 legitimately as you're saying like discover new music i i have found some of my absolute favorite bands working with jesse on dropout 
um, and artists and songs that just get stuck in my head that I wander around the city singing to myself like it was friggin' Madonna, but it's just some random artist from like Oakville or something. There's lots of things that you could be doing with your spare time. Like, I mean, you can, you can go out, you can party, you can play video games, watch TV, you know. Uh, this is something that I personally like when I, when I find the time to actually do it, I like working on it because A, it feels productive and it feels like I'm giving something back to somebody who's given something to me. I think that sums it up pretty well. It's definitely, uh, if, if we, like, I feel like if it's not something that I love doing so much, I definitely would not find all of the time for it because it is, uh, yeah, especially during the pandemic, like, yeah, me and Ben have been crazy busy throughout all of this, but uh, yeah, it's something that doesn't really, yeah, thankfully, yeah, it could, yeah. could be the other way. Um, but yeah, it's just like, like Ben was saying, like, sometimes I'll find a song and I'm like, wow, like my day is so crammed, but like, I, I just, I feel like I need to share this with the world. Well, and, and one of the things that I really love about what you guys do is a lot of what is shared are literally copy and pasted press releases. You know, when it goes onto a website, you see that it's sort of a press release that's, you know, any, and you could probably read the exact same thing across three or four publications, which, yeah. you know, I, I get when you get a ton of, of submissions in sometimes like you want to share it, it's your platform, you've built your platform for thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. All you really need to do is copy and paste that press release. You guys don't just copy and paste a press release. Nine times out of 10, you're reading exactly how you guys feel about the music and what it meant to you listening to it or watching the music video. And that's what you guys are relaying back to your audience. And Jesse, as a musician yourself, have you, was that part of playing the world about these, these musicians? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, yeah. And honestly, it wasn't, um, it wasn't something that was super conscious at the start. Um, now, now that we've been doing this for a while. Um, yeah. Like we, we get submissions like crazy. Um, and which now, like after seeing this, I completely understand why people are just like, I'm, I'm going to take all of these and put it on the website. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think one thing that we try really hard to do. And one thing that I do really care about is, you know, when people come to the website, they say, Hey, I went on here. Like, I know if I go on here, it's going to be it's going to be a great band. It's going to be something you listen to. It's going to be something that you actually thought about as opposed to like you were saying, just a press release that went straight to, to the site. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that was an original thought. Like I originally was just liking writing about it. Now that I see how most of the people do it, I definitely understand going back to your time question. Why, why, yeah, you read the exact same article across four websites. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think it is really important to us to, uh, to yeah, actually, actually make sure that we have a full understanding of everything that we're sharing and not just uh not just pushing back out everything that came to us, which, yeah, we, we would have way more contents, but I, I would rather have great contents, you know? Definitely. Then you've also got Dropout Radio, which is so cool. And, and what I've just been love seeing is just the evolution of, of the website and, and even more outside of this. How did you guys determine that the radio station was sort of the next part of the website that you know, needed to be a part of that. Was that always something you guys wanted to do was have your own radio station or radio shows. And that was, you know, Hey, we got this. Why not, why not add a radio element into this? Cause then you need to be SoCan certified. And I don't even know what goes into doing <laughs> that, but I could only imagine that's a process in itself. Can you, you know, uh, Ben, are, are you able to speak maybe on the, on the radio side as yeah, to, for sure. uh, as to the programming and, and, and being able to, to, play the, these artists' music legally? Yeah, for sure. Um, so 
let me let me start out by saying um, pre-pandemic, Jesse and I had sort of very different plans for the 2020 year. Um, we were going to double down, get out to more shows, get more videos done. Uh, we, we talked about looking for contributors from other provinces to kind of go out to shows out east and out west and get some video and photographs done so we could kind of have a more conducive Canadian scene look like like view. Uh, and then the world broke. And, and I think we kind of pivoted to the radio because... A, we wanted to, like you, we wanted to keep contributing. We wanted to keep giving the exposure, but obviously artists are not, are, aren't out there. And and because of the pandemic, and especially those first few months, I was pretty scared that I was going to run out of stuff to listen to and watch. I was like, let's get something else for people to consume. And and yeah, we just, we had so much sort of content already as far as songs go and stuff um, that, that the radio seemed like a good idea. We tried to do some sort of music player on the website before, and it's um, not an easy thing to do. And you get... When we actually started reaching out to bands for the radio station, we actually got flack of like, "Are you going to be Are you going to be a SoCan certified?" Da 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 da. And we were like, "Yeah, I mean, let's let's do that." Um, it's <laughs> shockingly not not that wild of a process. I mean, it is really just okay. it's really just registering with SoCan, letting them know what they're doing. There's some paperwork to fill out. You've got to pay some fees, and then you got to kind of keep track of who you're playing throughout the year to make sure those artists get their pennies that SoCan pays them whenever their whenever their track is played. Yeah, and for me, I think from a nerd standpoint, um, setting up the actual streaming service, like and setting up the whole back end of the platform was something I'd just never done before. I really like doing things that I've never done before. Um, so that was kind of a kind of a process to get to get the stream working properly uh, to the point where it wasn't annoying Jesse. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't repeating itself too many times. And uh, yeah, sounding good. And now now we're here. So we we essentially well, with SoCan, I mean, we can we could just play Rolling Stones all day if we wanted to. The Canadian government, amazingly, uh, with SoCan, it's it's an awesome country to live in for this because I mean, you can really re you could reach out to SoCan and say, I, you know, I want to I want a Coldplay song for my indie movie, and they'll be like, no problem, let us get back to you and we'll let you know exactly how much that's going to cost. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty solid system that we have for artists for artist rights and management and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we like, the only sort of thing that you've got to worry about in Canada is per, uh, playing a certain percentage of Canadian content, which for us isn't really a problem because we're hundred percent Canadian content. So I feel like we're covering it. And how does the programming work for that? Do you guys, you guys go through and like handpick every single song and drag, drag it into a playlist? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it, it is, it is somewhat randomized in the sense that we program the actual music. Um, we program kind of what time of day it's going on and, and we do voice tracking as far as the actual uh, announcing and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, it, it, I mean, it's literally the, a matter of finding music, buying it or asking the artist for it, um, whatever. Sometimes artists straight up send it. Um, they'll just send a wave or an MP3 file. Other times it is literally just, you know, you go on iTunes, you, you download the MP3 and you upload it and make sure you've got your license there and you're good to go. Jesse, did you ever see this being part of, of what you had envisioned for Dropout, getting into, you know, now having a radio station running on the website? We attempted a few, uh, like I, I attempted a few things that were like this. Um, I, I, yeah, the radio station, that was, that was Ben put that all together. And I, yeah, I, I feel, I feel like there was definitely a vision of it. Cause as Ben mentioned, we tried getting things going that had Canadian indie music going 24 seven. Um, but it, it never really worked out. And then, yeah, when the pandemic hit and Ben suggested this, like he put it all together and now, uh, yeah, we, we haven't had a single problem with it. So it's been, <laughs> it's been so awesome. That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't got shut down yet. Like our other, uh, yeah, like we tried doing it through videos and having like a 24 seven thing running and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. 
yeah, the radio is definitely the way to go. I don't, uh, I don't think I really saw this coming, but I'm so glad. Like it, it fits so perfectly in with our mission of just sharing as much Canadian music as possible. So definitely, and it's a great player, man. It's a great player because it gives you it gives you album artwork. You know, so many players, it's just like, all right, here's press play, and yeah. and then we'll show the song that you were listening to ten minutes after <laughs> it's played because we're just kind of catching up <laughs> to it. Uh, yeah. you, you know, so no, it's, it, it's so far, it's been a great, a great system for you guys. And I, so, so, you know, in numbers wise, what kind of, what sort of audience do you guys know, like the kind of audience that are sort of clicking in in terms of engagement for the website? In the last 12 months, we've had just under a hundred thousand users on the site. Amazing. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's, it's been, it's been super cool to see, to see this grow from something that was a couple people tuning in to see what was going on to now. Yeah. People not only across the country, but like uh, around the world have been checking the site out. That's been, that, that's been something really unexpected for me too. I really thought this was going to be like Canadians listening to Canadians, but there's actually like people from all around the world that tune into this regularly. So. Yeah. I, I love that openness because again, you were open to release day again. Thank you. And, and, you know, I feel like that, that is, is such a, a benefit, you know, when you just kind of stay open to some ideas, not to say like, you know, look at release day, it's such a benefit, but like just the fact that, you know, you guys do have that, that open-mindedness to be like, what, how else can we be adding here? How else can we be contributing to, you know, our part-time online publication? Like it just, it means that much. And I, and I feel like that's the main message I'm trying to get across here is how much music in the community means to you guys and, and why it is that you're doing what you do and showcasing who you showcase, because it also, then the radio station sort of bleeds into Ben, your podcast, new music Mondays, new ones at at noons. Yeah. New ones at noon. Again, so was this was this a was this a pandemic like like kind of idea or again was this something you'd always want to do? And I'm asking 15 questions in one here, but you know the fact you get to use music within your podcast, I don't I shy away from that because I'm I'm afraid of getting shut down. You don't have to do that. Talk to me about new ones at noons and new new ones at. Talk to me about new ones. New music noon. Mondays. Let's just call it that. That's all good. Now, why do I keep calling it new ones at noon? <laughs> no, it's it's uh, both, really. It's both. It's new. It's it? new ones at noon, aka the New Music Mondays podcast. Um, and and you should absolutely be concerned about getting shut down. So we we're new New Music <laughs> okay. Mondays. Just for the record, anybody listening on Spotify, you will not be able to find my podcast uh, because Spotify okay. specifically has a a no music in podcasts kind of thing. Whereas every other distribution platform doesn't. So you can find it on Apple Music, you can or Apple Podcasts, you can find it on Google Podcasts, uh, Deezer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all that stuff. Everyone's good with it. We actually had somebody from Google reach out and say, I'm not sure you can actually do this. We sent them over the SoCan thing and they were like, oh yeah, you can do this. That's great. And I was like- So the SoCan, the SoCan license that you guys have for Dropout and for Dropout Radio plays into your ability to play music on New Music Monday's podcast. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. And again, it's, it's sort of the platform that's doing, that's produced like, or, or hosting the podcast, for instance, again, Spotify has got their own sort of thing with that. So they just said, no, yeah. uh, everyone got else it. said yes. Uh, so I, I went to, again, I'm dating myself. I went to uh, Seneca York for radio broadcasting um, for about a year and ended up just dropping out because the entire sort of like it, using the equipment was cool. Doing all that kind of stuff was totally, totally cool. Like I'm a nerd, as I said, um, what I didn't like was the sort of, uh, if you're going to be in radio, you're going to have to play Britney Spears because that's right. how it works. Um, that really, that bummed me out about the whole thing. And I went into advertising cause I got jaded. 
<laughs> what I really like about this pie. So yeah, it actually came from the pandemic again. It was a way to sort of break up my week and just keep my week one week at a time. And, and it helped me sort of keep track of human time. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience to be able to sort of produce this show with music that just resonated really hardcore with me. Um, talk to artists, talk about their tune, introduce it, listen to it with them. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. I love the, the structure of it and the format. It's very informal. You have a fun time with it. You, you want to listen to it just to see what you're, you're going to be talking about. What or, I'm randomly you know, on fun. about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, because you know what you said in your latest episode was, I've lost track of all the subscription services that I've, that I've gotten, <laughs> like that I've joined. Like I'm pretty sure I have a toothpaste subscription. And it's so funny because I was literally just thinking about this the other day. I was like, look, I was looking at my statements. I was like, well, subscription, subscription, monthly fee, monthly it's fee. It's the worst thing. You just get an email wow. like at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, you've been charged this much on your credit card. And you're like, man, I should cancel that. But That's, not right now. <laughs> That's something that I should take care of. Yeah. But I might need it next week. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. But again, just the, the format that you got it in is it's just, it's easy to listen to. And obviously kick ass that you actually get to play music on your podcast yeah man that is that is my favorite part of it is is actually putting it together um recording it is like one of my it's like my most hated part of the week uh yeah. sitting <laughs> sitting down and actually like saying the words uh, but once i actually get into editing it and and putting those music putting the music in i the first thing i do before i actually publish anything is just play it and just listen to it as it's a podcast and i mean i kind of hate hearing my own voice but you get used to it and yeah man you just you just hear this music and and like sometimes it just hits you so hard and you're like, man, I didn't even know this artist existed like 24 yeah. hours ago. And it hit me as hard as like, you know, I hate to say Radiohead cause it's so, so contrived, but it hits you that hard, you know? And you're like, man, that's effing great. Nice. That's amazing. So you, you guys do obviously a ton online. That's where dropout lives, but again, open-mindedness, you guys have also carried it into an award show as well. You guys have created the Canadian independent music video awards. And I went to, uh, I don't know who was the first year. Was it the first year at the hideout? You guys uh, both that have, was, it was the second year. I yeah. That, that, that was the second year, but it was the first year we had like a live event for anything. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause yeah, I'm looking at you guys both have the poster room behind you, which is fantastic at the hideout, man. You know, one, one thing I got to say is the hideout keeps coming up on this podcast so in some way, shape or form an artist has had a connection to the venue, the hideout. Yeah. And again, you'll, you heard it before. If you've listened to the podcast, one of the first venues to unfortunately go under when the pandemic first, you know, took, took hold. So talk to me about starting the Canadian independent music video awards and you know, what the, the process was for that you have to go through to put an award show together. Like the award show is very similar to Dropout, where it started off as like you know an idea and very quickly snowballed into this uh, into this huge thing of its own. And yeah, I was just I was looking at different award shows, and like we've we've got all these great big award shows for all of these artists. Again, same as the radio, who we've heard of a thousand times already, and who don't need any more awards or recognition. Um, and I started looking. I was like, well, is there anything like that for just like independent videos in Canada? Um, I ended up Googling it and there's actually no like independent music video contest anywhere in the world, which wow. is even more mind blowing to me. So we were like, okay, we like, we can do this. We've, we've got, we know the people, 
we've got the capacity. Like Ben is Ben is amazing at all of the web stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, we we put that together very quickly the first year. Um, and we were that really was virtual. The first year was virtual. The first it was, year was all, virtual. all yeah. online. Okay. Again, you guys ahead of the curve. You guys saw, <laughs> yeah. you guys saw the, you guys saw the virtual life coming. So you thought, okay, yeah. let's start here. Okay. And then year two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. It quickly snowballed. Like the first year we just put up, uh, there was a $500 prize that we put up from, uh, from Toronto creatives. Uh, and then, yeah, the, it just got so much traction that we were like, like we can actually turn this into something bigger. Like maybe we can make this into a award show. So yeah, for the second year, we we got in touch with the hideout. They were they were incredible. I'm so sad that they're gone because that was that was the perfect place for that event. Just a crazy, um, what a team, you know. And yeah. I said that in the in a previous podcast, what a team they were over there for sure. Absolutely, it, uh, it 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 was like the building was great, but it wasn't the building. It was the people, you know. Yeah. Like they were, yeah they they brought so much life to the to the Toronto music community that it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's heartbreaking they're gone. Uh, but yeah, the second year we got, we got hundreds of submissions in, which we weren't, we weren't expecting. Um, so yeah, it, it really, it really grew into something big. Um, like I said, this was something I just wanted to promote, promote music videos. We thought this would be a cool way of doing it. And uh, yeah, it, it still blows my mind how big of a thing it got turned into. Like people, you know, I literally got death threats because somebody didn't win in the second year and they were that upset about it. I was like, wow, this is like, this right. is a small thing that me and Ben started and now like, we're doing yeah, something no. right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get killed. This is where yeah, you right know you're on the right track when you start getting death threats. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what was, so did you get nominations from, from like year two or like, did people submit or were you guys going through and picking as well? Like, cause I imagine, you know, to get things started, you, first of all, you probably need to have good ad dollars to, to push the, the awards and, and to allow people to know about it so they can, submit their things to you did that start right from the beginning that you guys had people sending in their own things or was it sort of you guys had to go pick and choose a few things and then led you to year three which was again the 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 pandemic virtual show which obviously you guys had crazy amounts of people submitting their things at that time what was the how did that evolve from for for having your your nominees and award winners yeah, so that that started off. I'm pretty sure in year one we uh, we told people we're doing it, and some people did send in videos. But it was it was a lot of us just scouring the internet to see all of what came out. Um, but yeah, it grew into something where last year, yeah, it was it was all submissions. I think there might have been a couple bands that didn't submit that we sent emails out to to be like, hey, like here's this thing we're doing. You got this awesome video. Like, would you like to be a part of it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say last year it was at least like, yeah, all, almost all submissions. Um, I mean, when you're is, building something, right. When you're starting to build something, you know, you, you've got to build it. You've got yeah. the idea for an award show. You, you know, if you just say, Hey, send in your videos, you might not get any, right. Especially yeah. when like for, for the first year or maybe, maybe two years. And, yeah. and then, and now again, this year, you guys have a process of like reviewing, I don't know how many hundreds of music videos. And, and then you guys open that up to fan engagement and allowing voting coming in from from fans and then is that how the awards are determined through through fan voting uh yeah so the way the way that it works is we uh we start off i think this last year we started off with how many videos we have 100 videos that we count down at the start then yeah i think so yeah okay yeah so we started off with 100 and we split it into genres um and so for the second round we let four bands through Two of them was from our team of judges and two of them were just purely fan voted in. 
Um, and then, so yeah, the genre winners were all, those were completely chosen by the fans. So we, we didn't have any input into that. That's whatever, whatever Canadians wanted that is who won that. Cool. Um, but we've always had our team of judges pick out the, uh, the top winner who gets the, uh, the grand prize there. Um, and yeah, that's always, that is always a multiple day process filled with, uh, filled with, you know, at least a couple arguments because <laughs> music is such a, sub- <laughs> such a subjective thing, right? Who's to say, as are videos. who's to say what's yeah, as exactly. Videos. Totally. Um, but yeah, so yeah, huge, huge fan involvement. That's uh, yeah, we kind of wanted to make this more so not about, you know, like, hey, look, we know we know what good music is. So we're going to tell you we wanted this to be about like, hey, here's all these awesome videos. Maybe you've seen some, maybe you haven't. But like, what what do you like? What's your favorite? Yeah, community, right? I mean, that's what it's yeah. building. And that's what it, that's what it's showing. And that's the big thing, again, about what you guys do is is having that that community that's sort of built built around the the brand and built around dropout because you know you see a lot of that on your social media channels there's a lot of people you know it's a community of people that you know you see are coming back and resharing and liking and commenting that's one thing that i really admire about what you guys do is as a as the community that you're you have created and people that kind of keep coming back and then that share and that shares out. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you got now hundreds of thousands of people coming to your website because you've created a community of people that are, you know, wanting to share what it is that you guys are writing about and what, and what you're doing by going above and beyond just being a publication and, and just being writing reviews and just writing articles, you're showing live photos, you have a podcast, you're sharing with a radio station, and then you've got an award show. And then your community becomes part of what you do for your very first music festival. And you guys just put on your very first music festival, Tune In Fest, this year at Country Heritage Park, Park in Milton. So, man, what an undertaking <laughs> That must have been how long had putting a music festival been in the works for you guys? Because yeah, you're laughing because I, I think I know the answer. Cause I'm like, this just came up out of nowhere. You guys are like, yeah, we're going to do a music festival. I'm like, doesn't this take like months or yeah. years to put together? So I don't, Ben, do you want, you laughed. Do you want to start? Oh no, with, I'm not touching uh, that with a 10 foot no. clown pole. I'm going to throw that straight to Jesse. <laughs> Okay, Jesse, talk to me about the music festival because, you know, you had Ed the Sock host this thing. And that truly goes back to, I feel like, you know, the obviously the time of our lives when music and music videos and, you know, music television was a big deal. And now here it is almost sort of like full circle for you guys to have like an icon from, you know, the, the back in the day host your your award show jesse tell, tell me about tune in fest music yeah, yeah 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 i'd love to um yeah so yeah with the back to the first question for like doesn't it normally take a year that's probably what we should you know that's how we would <laughs> normally do it and that's how we're going to do the next one yeah uh, but yeah this this came together incredibly quickly yeah it's uh it's not something that we had even really planned but the uh the opportunity was there we uh, i was approached by the uh, country heritage park um, and they, uh, yeah, they were interested in putting together a music festival. They, they were like, Hey, we know, like, you know, the people, maybe we can make this into a partnership. Um, and yeah, that was about, uh, that was about two months away. So by the time we finalized it, we had about a, a month and a half to put together a whole music festival, wow. um, which I knew was crazy, but I knew I would also kick, like, I would regret it more if I was like, uh, you know, may, maybe another time and passed up on the opportunity. So it, it was crazy to put it all together that quickly. But <laughs> luckily, we have a lot of support. Like, like you said, we do have a, a small community built around Dropout. Um, so yeah, I literally I put out one Facebook post 
And already I had more bands than I, like we had 18 bands play over the course of the day. And I, I couldn't even take all the bands that sent them to us. Wow. Um, so yeah, that part, that part was taken away right away. Um, after that, yeah, I was figuring out, you know, getting the stage built, putting the, you know, getting all the posters, getting all the advertising, getting all the tickets out of there, which was, uh, yeah, it was, it was insane to do over the course of six weeks, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good show to get things started. And now we know it's possible. Um, a lot of people had a great day said, Hey, we can't wait for the next one. So yeah, I can't wait to see what we can do when we have more than six weeks to put that together. <laughs> awesome. Like again, a publication radio show, like all these things and, and music festivals, it's just, it's incredible. Now tell me about the team. How many people <laughs> is dropout made of to make all of this stuff happen? Uh, yeah, good question. So it's, it's the, the bulk of it is, is me and Ben, um, who've been kind of consistently doing this. Um, uh, we also have a, a ton of help from Shannon Frost, who before the pandemic was doing tons of photography and all that kind of stuff. Um, a lot less opportunity for that, but it's, it's opening back up. So hopefully we can get some more live photos going. Uh, we also got Baz Foy, who's been working with us. He, uh, he moved over, he was a part of the Australian music scene. And moved over right as the pandemic hit. We were all excited to get him out to a bunch of shows. And then, of course, all of them closed down. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so I would say that's, that's the core team. We've got, uh, we've got your beautiful con contributions, which are, which are on the site. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the core of it. Um, everybody's kind of contributed their own scenes. Oh, yes. And Kieran, sorry. Um, yeah, Kieran's, Kieran's been writing some new articles. He's, uh, he's a new addition to the team. But yeah, he's been... He's been writing awesome stuff. It's it's so cool to when a new person starts writing and you see their perspective, and the band start writing in. They're like, "Oh, holy shit! This is like this is so cool to have a new voice as part of it." Man, that's that's amazing. So, like, really, what four, five people running running all of this at once? Man, like this is that's that's incredible. What you do for for this the the community is you know i hope you know it's 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 special and it's uh and, and it means a lot it's a place where people can you know go and they want to check out new music and music that they've never heard before this is the place to do it and you guys write it honestly and you write it from the heart and and it and then you you do things like award shows you know it's it really is taking that appreciation for what artists in this country uh are are doing and and providing so you know i I'm not a musician, but I, I'm sure I could say on behalf of them and the music community, like, thank you for giving, uh, uh, creating a publication and, and, and having this place for people to go and discover, uh, you know, what people love to do. Thank you, That's man. Beautiful. And, and Thanks so much, man. honestly, thank you to everyone who comes to the site and, and hangs out with us. That's, that's what it's all about. You, you guys have a place for people to submit their music uh, online. They can go in there. What, what else is info at dropoutentertainment.com? Is that where else they could submit their music to? You, they can submit. Yeah, .ca. Yeah. Um, and if they want to submit to the awards uh, for, for videos and stuff, check out uh, independentmusicvideoawards.com. That'll take you right to the awards page and uh, you can submit per category. And you know what? I and I just as you said the website, I was like, you guys create websites for everything, which is which is fantastic and and so smart. It made me realize that you guys also did quarantunes, like the quarantine quarantine songs, quarantine songs, quarantine yeah. songs, where you had musicians on it, like you were doing live interviews over, as well. Like again, just I just it's like when a musician has a good brand and it just makes sense for them, they just sort of know how to branch out they know how to probably market themselves because it's sort of all built there for them they have it's really easy for them to say this is our brand this is our direction this is where we look so it's natural for us to go this way or that way and i feel like it's just 
again, natural for you guys to sort of branch out the way that, uh, that you've been able to, to do it. Yeah, it's been cool. I think, I think the pandemic has been a big part of it too. Like we've definitely, um, like I'm, I'm hearing you say all these things. I'm like, wow, yeah, we, we have kind of branched out a lot of ways, but, uh, yeah, having the loss of the live shows, which was such a huge part of dropout before, like I was out at shows, you know, at least once a week going out to film or do photos or, you know, write a review or meet the bands. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really interesting trying to pivot in a musical world where there's no, uh, no live music. Yeah. Well, Hey, don't, don't sell yourself short on the pandemic being the reason for that. You guys would have found new ways. This is, this is your mentality. This is the way you guys think when it comes to being able to showcase musicians and Canadian musicians in new ways. So I'm sure that even if you know, things you get, you guys kind of had your plans for 2020 that you would have done things as great, you know, as in, and found new ways to, grow and and new ways to to showcase in in the ways that you have over the course of the pandemic so with that said what what is next for you guys what do you have any big plans on the horizon aside from planning tune in fest 2022 uh yeah so the next the next big thing will be the uh the fourth annual cimbas which uh yeah we, we always do that right at the start of the year so yeah as soon as uh, as soon as january rolls around we'll be doing that again um yeah, we're, we're hoping to make that into a big thing like year two. Last year was all online because everything was online. So we don't really know what Toronto is going to look like in, uh, you know, yeah. February of, of 2022. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's one of the next big ones. Aside from that, we're, uh, we're going to keep plugging away, try to write about as much as possible. Um, yeah, start, start planning a music festival for next year or this year instead of a few <laughs> months away. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think aside for that, I don't think there's anything, uh, anything aside for just, uh, plugging away at what we've, uh, what we've been working at. Uh, what about you, Ben? Am I, am I missing anything? Do we got anything <laughs> cool that I'm not even thinking of? I don't think there's anything <laughs> that we're working on that, that is solid enough to talk about apart from that. I mean, there's definitely some ideas that we've been floating around. One of the things that we, so we, we are actually, we're a member of Key Change, which is, um, a European organization. They're a global organization, um, that that promotes uh, women and um, underrepresented gender identification in music. Uh, so we try to make sure that at least fifty percent of everything we play is is female oriented or lead, led by a female, uh, or or somebody of uh, non represented gender. We do have a couple of things that we've been chewing on. For instance, like we'd like to do something to to highlight um, First Nations artists a little bit more. Uh, it's important. And, and, you know, again, great, great stuff that you guys are doing and paying attention to, to things like that. And it can be tough. It can be tough. It's tough just running this podcast. And the fact you guys run a publication and everything else surrounding it, Again, just a big, big thank you. And, and I, I love seeing what you guys are doing and, and seeing what, what comes next because you guys, you, there's, just, there's just so much that uh, people can, can discover through, uh, through Dropout Entertainment. So with that said, guys, thank you for joining me on the, on the Release Day Series podcast to talk about Dropout Entertainment. Oh, thanks for having us, Alex. That was awesome. Thank you so much. And also thank you for every, everything you do. I know you, uh, you blew up my head a little bit here, um, <laughs> but uh, I know you're like the, the stuff that you do is so incredible. And I know I get comments about that all the time. You know, people watching your stuff on the site, they're like, holy shit. Like that guy's, you know, he's, he's a great storyteller, got great visual stuff with it as well. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for everything you do as well as having us out here. Thanks guys. Yeah, my absolutely. Pleasure. Let me, let me just double down on those props, Alex. That's awesome. <laughs> those are some solid, solid it. video content. I miss that. <laughs> 
Uh, I know. Me too. Me too. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? I got to get rid of one of my kids. They're taking up too much time. Taking up, two, two kids are taking up too much of my time. I've got a one lot of fun. free time. Send them over here. <laughs> Send it, you'll watch them, eh? Perfect. All right. That's awesome. Okay, guys. Thanks so much. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thank you again, Jesse and Ben of Dropout Entertainment. Such a pleasure to speak with you about the amazing things you and the team are doing to highlight Canada's independent music scene. You can discover your new favorite independent artist on their website, dropoutentertainment.ca. And if you have music you want them to hear, be sure to email them info at dropoutentertainment.ca. Of course, you can find links to those in our show notes. All right, that's it. And if you've enjoyed what you heard, it would be great if you could share the podcast or leave us a lovely five-star rating along with a positive comment where you can. Help spread the word, not only about us, but these fantastic musicians or publications or publicists. That would mean a lot. And remember, if you have music you want to share with us, please feel free to send us your EPK to contactreleasedate at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our Spotify playlist, updated with new music with the release of every episode. On the next release day, I will be joined by Candice Lucina, lead singer of the amazing Americana band, The Hello Darlings, to talk about how their group of session musicians came together to create the band and release their debut album, Go By Feel. Now, while you wait for that episode to come out, make sure to check out No Sleep Till Sudbury podcast from fellow Canadian podcaster Brent Jensen. It's a show where he has celebrities and everyday people join him to talk about the music that makes their skin vibrate. You can discover new episodes Mondays. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Alex Heward, and this has been the Release Day Series Podcast.